Magic and Mythos. A deep dive into the history of magic with, with two, two modern mages. Howdy, y'all. Oh my god. Who are you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I don't either. I'm the one that grew up in Atlanta. I know. And I don't even... No judgment. ...say that. So this is Magic and Mythos. Welcome! It's our new podcast. So excited, so excited. So excited! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you should be like, oh my god, so excited. But we are excited. We are actually excited. <laughs> yes. yes. And... This podcast, as you heard in the very special intro, which only took one take, if you can imagine. Oh, God. I'm lying about that. It was a hundred It was a lot of takes. But uh, because of that, you know that what we're here to do uh, on the Magic and Mythos podcast is to talk about the history of magic. As we said in the intro, a deep dive into the history of magic. With two modern mages. Yes. That's us. That's us. Katie and Amber. Katie and Amber, Amber and Katie. Uh, you may remember us from such things as nothing. Your dreams. <laughs> Just kidding. But I ruined it. I, I felt like I ruined the punchline for I'm you. I'm not mad. It's going to happen again. So, what is our podcast about? <laughs> our podcast is about magic yeah. in all its forms and functions, oh, uh, where yeah. it lands in history. Yes. Where it lands in the present. Yes. Your presence is presence enough. I love it. I love it. Speak it. And we're going to be starting, I mean, our first episode, our first real episode, we're going to, we're starting from the beginning. Yeah. Written history. Written history. Essentially. Yes. Recorded history. Recorded history. Mesopotamia. Mes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, you know, we're going to start there. We're going to jump around. We're going to be talking about what? The... Everything. Vampires in New Orleans. Salem Witch Trials. Moon magic. Elemental magic. Divination. I love it. Oh my God, yes. We got plenty. There is a list as long as my left arm. Yes. You know, if you're looking for something chronologically ordered, that's not happening here. We're just going to go with our interest. Which is vast. Yeah. It's, oh my God. I think we could talk about a lot forever. So yeah, yeah. that's good. Well, and the reason we ended up settling on magic and mythos yeah why okay that's a good question i guess we should have some sort of like format to this why did we settle on this well we're both magic practitioners yeah so that's one thing right yep and we both have such a passion for history and mythology and storytelling there's no way you can disconnect those two so magic has been such an integral part of history since recorded history of Mesopotamia. Yeah. I mean, it was an everyday part of life for millennia. Exactly. Before we hit, like, Puritanism and it was wiped out. And <laughs> oh, then, yeah. you know, uh, that's beside the point. And uh, then our our four sisters were, you know, hunted and things yes. like that. But, but yeah, before that, I mean, it was, it, it's been a, an everyday integrated part of so many cultures, so many eras of, of time and community that I think it'll be fascinating to sort of look at the history and then see how it 
how it translates to the present day and then discuss everything in between how, how to use it, when to use it, what to use, what magic is all these different pieces and elements. I'm so excited. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, the great thing is I'm super excited when we start getting into the point where we have guest speakers who come in and they talk about their practices and magic is a very personal thing, right? Yeah, absolutely. But yet at the same time, it is also a very... Builds community. Builds community, exactly. So it'll be really cool to have people that we bring into the show and that can share their experiences. Right, and their expertise. And their expertise. And so I'm super excited about that piece as well. Well, how did you get into magic? What's your practice like? Uh, Well, (laughs) so I have always been into religion. So you have magic and it's very ritual oriented you have religion and it is very ritual oriented Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's hard to like distinguish the two but i have always been into religion studies i come from a background my family is muslim and so islam is very magic magic heavy it's super magic heavy and so that started my interest at a young age and then I started, you know, even though my family is Muslim, I always was, like, very interested in, and I was surrounded by other religions. I was surrounded by Catholicism. I was surrounded by Christianity. Through my family, friends, I would go to Sunday church. Yeah, because you grew up in L.A. I grew up in L.A. So, yeah, I was surrounded by all of it. A lot of diversity, a lot of different religions, and I was surrounded by all of it, and I experienced all of it. So at a very early age, was really interested in religion. And then middle school comes around. And I still remember my teacher, Mr. Frank Ochoa. <laughs> so hi, if hi, Mr. Ochoa. <laughs> so if you're listening, you changed my life. <laughs> uh, he taught my history class in sixth grade. He was also my soccer teacher. But anyways, he taught history. And one of the big, you know, cultures he focused on was Egyptian culture. And that just blew my mind. The ritual, the the relig- their religion, the history, the culture, the magic, a part of the Egyptian. And I'm talking about that mummification oh, ritual. Yes. That is something to behold. Right? Not I that can- I have. I, I know. Right? <laughs> Is Not there something we need to talk about? Oh, is there man. some mummies I'm going to be finding Oof. that have been done by Katie Watkins? No comment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So being into that, like that just blew my mind and I was super interested. So I started delving into all these different religions. I mean, Islam, Hinduism, Zoroastrianism, Christianity, Catholicism, Judaism, like everything that you could dream of that's under any sort of religion umbrella. Started delving into it. And I just realized that the more I looked at all of this, it was so similar Mm -hmm. And it was so similar in, like, this idea of, like, ritual. Right. And using ritual to connect to the divine. And then I started delving deeper into it and really started realizing that the way I saw the world was very connected to, like, Wiccanism and paganism. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like... Yeah, more, like, earth-based. Yes. Connecting with nature. Self-awareness. Self-awareness. Connecting to nature. Elements. Elements. You know, using your energy to harness power. That was just... Crystals. Exactly. Crystals. (laughs) Tarot. Divination. All of it. All of it. 
altar creating, altar making. It just, it was, oh my God, it was so in line with how I saw everything and how I wanted to live my daily life. So I delved deep into that. And then it was high school when I really started to practice for myself. Mm-hmm. It really has been something throughout my life that has grounded me and balanced me and has just been such, just like integral part of my life. And there have been times, and don't get me wrong, <laughs> there have been times where life gets too busy mm, and takes a backseat. Oh, yeah. Gets a little too hectic. Get a little dust on the altar. Oh, yeah. You gotta, you're like, oh, wow. Archaeology site. You're I like, know. oh, wait. This, this <laughs> but I'm also into that. So that worked. That, that worked. Yeah. But yeah, you, you, you're just like, oh, my God, what's happened? But, you know, those are the times that I feel super unfocused and super out of whack and not myself. And then when I delve right back into my practice, it's like riding a bike. I pick up right where I left off and it's fantastic. And I I go back into being myself and I have had people have been like, something's different. Like they can sense and see and feel the difference in me. Mm. My magic practice is very, very much just like my spirituality. I mean, so I'm talking about it kind of like they're two different things, but they're really not. My magic practice and my spirituality are very interconnected. They are one in the same. But I feel like people tend to kind of separate it. So I would just say that my magic practice in general is very eclectic. It's very eclectic. So I do moon magic, elemental magic. I was indoctrinated into Freemasonry in 2010. I, you know, I do ritual, uh, ceremonial, all of it. I I take things from everywhere. You know, I've studied all different religions. That's kind of how I am with my magic practice. Yeah, I also do recognize that you did drop a Freemasonry bomb, and we will be revisiting that (laughs) at some moment in time. Uh, I don't want to get too far past that moment. (laughs) Because, oh, what? Yeah, we'll have to to discuss that at some point. That's on the list. Masonic lodges. Yes. And I, I know people are like, wait, that's mainly male. But no, there are Masonic lodges that are accepting of all so i will just put that there that and as well as my obsession with mythology and history i have a certificate that says ba i'm a classicist like classical greek and roman civilization so history and mythology and storytelling plus my love of and practice of magic have just always intertwined. Yeah. So yeah. Well, they are so intertwined. They are. They are. You can't separate <laughs> you them. You can't talk about trips to the underworld. No. Without. <laughs> without magic. And like flying <laughs> gods and goddesses living in the sky. Exactly. So that's how I've gotten into magic and how I kind of delved into it. Tell me a little bit about yourself, Mrs. Who, Watkins. Me? Oh, hi. My name's Katie. I grew up in Atlanta. So my magic practice started similarly. Yeah, I I remember things in elementary school and middle school for sure. Definitely hit the ancient Egypt, wanted to be an Egyptologist moment. Um, And by moment, I do mean uh, many years. You're like still. I'm still here, yes. Um, I I actually ended up going to university in Wales. And they were one of the leading schools in Egyptology, which is super weird and random. And I was there for media studies. And I was oh, like, what am God, I doing? Like, I didn't, oh, I should have transferred. I should have changed majors, but. Uh, you live and you learn. You know, you make you a live, promise to your yes. parents, whatever. <laughs> and yeah, so same thing. It was, it was the being drawn to the ritual of all of it, to the, just the fascinating power that, that religion and 
and magic held over that entire culture. Just like you said, intertwined. It's amazing. The like, processes, like the mummification process truly is just spectacular to learn about as a child. Yeah. Because it's so it's so different to anything you would ever you, I had ever heard before. I don't want to speak for everyone. I Maybe mean, there's a lot so of different discussion. to what we do. Yeah, it's yeah. so different to what we do currently. Right. I mean, almost. It's like similar to the embalming process, yes. but it's, yeah, it was just fascinating. I'd never heard of anything like that. Yeah. And I, I started reading tarot in high school and that's kind of been my main vehicle. And it was only, it's only, it's been less than a decade that I have been reading for other people. But I you've kind been of, doing it for much longer than yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, not, <laughs> come on, it hasn't been that long. Okay, but. I mean, so you started when you were two because you're only like 20. I'm, I just turned 20. I didn't. I'm 32 <laughs> years old and proud of it. And so, yeah, so it's been a while. But I, I'll never forget the first time that I read for a stranger. It was on an airplane on the way back from New York to Portland, where we are. And I was doing a kind of personal practice journaling with cards and the man next to me in the airplane asked for me to read his cards and I kind of just said, fuck it and went for it. And I ended up kind of like cracking open this, this extra piece of intuition or some kind of like otherworldly thing. I, I think it was cracking into my personal power of being able to turn myself off and be the vessel for the information, which was so purely magical to me. Well, I was going to ask you, so that's really interesting. I was going to ask you, because I am I feel like tarot, I'm, I'm, I'm a much newer, like a beginner. And so like, to me, there's always this fear of like, it's one thing to read for myself, but like, how did you move from doing this practice and ritual for yourself to like other people? It was really that moment of finally saying, you know, it's okay if I mess up and and there's not really, it, it's also understanding that with tarot, there's no messing up because, you know, depending on the deck that speaks to you, I have a Rider weight deck from my mom that she gave to me a long time ago. And I think it was just that moment of, you know, I had spent enough time with the cards on my own to sort of understand the story that they were telling me, which is not necessarily the story they would tell a tarot reader next to me, which I I find really fascinating. I I think it's, it's not about fortune telling. It's about holding up a mirror to a situation. And with that, I love that. I've never heard that before. With that ability to say, I mean, it's almost like mini therapy sessions in a way that's like, I'm not here to judge you. I'm just telling you the information that I'm getting from the cards. Yeah. And there's so much symbology and storytelling within the specifically I'm, the Rider Waite deck. I'm going to quote that. I'm sorry. It's not about fortune telling. It's about <laughs> holding a mirror up to a situation. Wow. Like, hello. <laughs> My name is Katie. Katie Watkins. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so I think... With that, it was just kind of this leap that I took. And then all of a sudden, I remember I got back from New York and I took that deck everywhere. And I was so excited to have made that leap. Whoa, and I like feel, I feel like I'm blushing right now. But I... You are. You're because I remember... Is it, is, it the, is it that you're blushing or is it the wine? We are a couple of glasses in. We are. But... <laughs> But that's True. beside the point. True. I, yeah, it was a, it kind of cracked me open a little bit. And then since then I've been doing, I like to do events. I like doing personal like birthday parties. I did yeah. a 60th birthday party in February before all this went down. And, and I've done some fundraisers for nonprofits and things like that, because I just, I love the intimate connection and I find a lot of magic there because it's, it's amazing how quickly these cards can connect you to someone else. 
And it's not about it's not about me, Katie. It's about the world, the universe, the community that we're creating in the moment of reading with each other. I love that. I, I love I'm like so I'm, I'm, I'm seducing like, you with oh, my tarot talk. You're very, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I so that's my main kind of focus. And I have also delved into astrology, not super deeply, but I, I'd love to do that more. And I also make altars and I've I feel like I've always made altars I think I, I made a concerted effort even before effort. you like recognized it in your exactly yeah, when I was a little yeah, kid yeah. I would have you know my setup next to yeah. my bed and I think at one point probably in my early 20s I kind of made a concerted effort to like find super witchy things to put on my <laughs> altar I was like burning sage and I got my crystals but like <laughs> oh then, and like a statue of a woman and things like that but I mean I I'm teasing myself but I I really think that like being in intentional about those kinds of things and saying, you know, I need some feminine energy represented. What do I have I love that. around yeah. me? Or what do I see in a store that's like, oh, that's the thing that I see that is asking to be represented on my altar. That connects with you. That is like, there's a pull yeah. there. There's like, a, that's, there's an actual pull. You're like, wait a minute, this is calling me. I need it. Right. Like, exactly. And I love that. And I mean, like we, you and I, Amber, have talked about a, a ton about women's intuition oh, and yes. this idea of like, yeah, just following your gut. And, and I think there's, you know, so much divine power there. There's so much yeah, empress energy yeah. and high priestess energy to say, like, that's in, that's in you already. Listen to it. And that's very magical to me. I lo- okay, I love that you brought this up because this kind of like, so it's, it's funny. Like, I don't have the best of memories. I, I don't. I'm going to admit that. I'm not the best of memories. Okay. So, but I, there are certain points or certain things that people have said to me or certain points in my life that I very clearly remember. Mm. And one of the things I clearly remember is my philosophy teacher in high school. <clears throat> and he was talking about, and, I, and it, was, it was actually, it was this question of like how this idea of as above, so below. Mm-hmm. And I've heard of that, yes. Yeah, like, oh, I heard of that little saying. Mm-hmm. And he talks about it and he 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 poses this like idea or picture of us being computers and uh, like the divine being a server. Mm. And so he says, if you're a computer that is does not compute. <laughs> does not compute. <laughs> um he says, like he's like, okay, imagine you're this computer that's connected to this server that's the divine. So if, if, if you can send information back to the server, why is it not that you could, you don't like, how could you, that you not can't receive, receive and pull back from and exactly. That makes sense. And so, and that's the idea in which I live in. We'll get to this later or in another podcast, this whole idea of as above, so below is that, that we are truly a reflection of the divine. And so then how are we then not the diviner in ourselves? Right. Yeah. And so I, I just had to bring that up because I was like, oh, my God, that, like, totally connects. Mm-hmm. Literally. It literally. <laughs> or figured <laughs> and <out>. figuratively. <laughs> yeah, it's totally true. So, yeah, I think, I mean, that's what makes me the most excited about what we'll be talking about. I mean, we've kind of already talked a little bit about some of the topics we're going to touch on with this podcast. I, I think... I don't know. I mean, what are you most looking forward to in terms Ooh. of the in, insanely long list that we've started? Yeah, I, I think the easier question would be, what am I not looking forward to? Which is nothing. Yeah, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but I mean, if I like off the top of my head, obviously, Viking, like Viking mythology. I'd kiss them. Oh, yeah, my gosh. Yeah, we can talk yes. about Vikings. Yes. Oh, yes. You know, 
the fairies, Ugh. that whole culture, history, and mythology. Egypt, I mean, I, come on, Egyptian, that's like a given. Oh, we're going to spend episodes, episodes on it. We'll be like, and this is one Egyptian goddess we're going to talk for an hour about. <laughs> exactly. Next week, it'll be another Egyptian goddess that we'll be talking about for one hour. <laughs> exactly. So bear with us. I'm sure you guys will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Modern, modern magic. And, mm-hmm. you know, like how it's interpreted today in modern media. Uh, Harry Potter. Uh, I've Harry heard of Potter. It. Um, <laughs> but it's fascinating to see how that is interconnected with with how magic is viewed now. Absolutely. Because I think about that with like fantasy novels and Tolkien and that oh kind of God. world of unseen creatures where like, nah, we don't have trolls. I mean, we have like internet trolls. Yeah. But we don't have troll Those trolls. Those are real things, actually. I know. Internet actually. Trolls. And so, yeah, I think I, I'm also really looking forward to these kind of eras and cultures. Yeah. And I'm really excited about looking at the different types of magic in terms of like, like you've mentioned, moon magic, elemental magic. Yes. And like the tools that we're talking about, which is like crystals and delving into crystals and why some people are drawn to them, why some people are not, what some of them mean, how you can use them. How do you implement them into your magic practice? Pendulums. Oh my God. Absolutely. That is just, yeah. Methods of reading and receiving. I love that. Channeling. The idea of channeling spirits or beings. I'm excited about Salem witch trials because um, my grandpa did a lot of genealogy and he did find out that I am related to a Salem witch. Okay, we're going to need Which a Which one? Bit. Amber? I don't know. And okay. I may never know. Okay. We're, we're going to have to we're going to have to delve more deeply into that. But he told me and that. I do believe him. Okay, well, so there you, you can go. fight me if you want to. <laughs> um No, I believe you. Okay, fact check. Fact check. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. No, I agree. All of that. Oh, and of course, Greek and Roman, because that Mm -hmm. is, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. My mom used to, I like, I grew up, we would go camping all the time as a kid. And my mom, she's not super huge into mythology as far as I understand. Okay. But all of my bedtime stories and all of those camping stories were always had to do with the constellations, which it turns out are Greek myths. Yeah, that's (laughs) So, like, I have this full-on memory of us laying on the ground looking up and her telling me the story of Andromeda and Cassiopeia and um, Pegasus and, like, all this stuff and Orion. And And she's like, don't worry about that. You're like, but no mythology. (laughs) I know, but she's like, this is just a story I heard one time. I mean, oh, she's, I from, she's, she's from Tennessee, so. Oh, my God. But that's the, that's a great thing, right? It's like It wasn't until people... way later that I realized that that was not just star stories. That was actually and it mythology. Yeah, and it was like, you're like, oh, it wasn't just passed by, like, my grandma to yeah. my mom. It was, like, je- like yeah, years. Thousands and of years. Thousands of years. Yeah, like, that's amazing. No, exactly. Like, that is, that just seems, you know, and, and like, Excuse me. <laughs> As I, I'm so excited that I can't even like speak. Get the words I'm like, bah, bah, bah. might also be wine. Yeah, it, that could be it. We're like, <laughs> you know, a bottle deep, free flowing. Uh, but another thing I'm really excited about is uh, guest speakers. Like, I'm super excited yeah. to bring in people that we know that are also. You know whether or they're... that we have yet to meet. Yeah. Oh, oh, yet to meet. Y'all hit us up. Exactly. Please, if you guys, you know, have something to share, if you have an expertise, or if you want to talk about something, please email us. If you know a wood witch on Instagram, we can yeah. reach out to her. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm super excited about just having other people on this podcast and like hearing. Am I not enough for you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> 
Uh, you well, said it. I did not. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I plead the fifth. I plead. The, I plead. I can't even say it. I plead the fifth. I peed the fifth is what <laughs> I, you said the no, first time. I, I was going to skip I over. I peed the fifth. Oh, that's worse. Okay. okay. Yeah. That's. So okay. it's called wine. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm super excited about that. I'm super excited to bring people on to the podcast and like have them talk their truth, speak their truth. That's fantastic. I'm so excited. Yeah, people who are talking about things that they actually know about that we are only going to be able to do cursory research yeah. on, which I'm yeah. also excited to do the research. Uh, so for our first actual real true episode, apart from this delicate beauty that we've created here tonight. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Uh, thank you. We're going to be focusing on where it all began in ancient Mesopotamia. And after that, yeah, we'll jump around. So stay tuned. Yeah. I hope you guys join us through this journey. There's so much to talk about. Yeah. And we're, we, we're, we're fucking stoked. I'm stoked. We're fucking, I've never been stoked I, about anything, and I'm very stoked right now. Like, I don't even know. Like, when was the last time that word was used? I'm fucking stoked. I'm stoked. So, I hope you guys join us through this uh, journey. Uh, 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 a, a journey. journey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And with that, we will leave you with... As above, so below. Bye. Bye. Bye.